0: Welcome to, again, a session in our Workforce podcast. Before going into detail, I want to introduce you my two colleagues, Orore Zadeling, senior manager uh, in our people and organization practice, and Jessica Debels, legal expert at PwC Legal. But I would say welcome, first of all, and then let's kick off. I think it's important that we move on. So ESG, ESG, the acronym, yeah, it's everywhere, we know that. And it stands for environmental, social, and corporate governance. These are really three factors uh, helping to analyze the sustainability and societal impact of companies. We all know that. But what I'm interested in, and I think, Aurore, you can help me with that, is the impact, effect of the company's ESG strategy on the workforce. So maybe you can comment on that, Aurore? Sure,
1: Isabel, and thank you for asking this question. That's an interesting angle, as we tend to think about ESG for the investors, the shareholders, or the company less, But less from the employee's perspective. And there are certainly several aspects of ESG impacting the workforce. But the most important one, according to me, is the alignment between the employee's values with those of their employer. And let's take an example, recruitment. In the past, the candidate had to impress to get the job. Naturally. But today, it's the contrary, that's the company that needs to impress the candidates. And for that purpose, they need to demonstrate the positive contribution to society. And there, Isabelle, I can swear you, the expectations of candidates are really high, especially when it comes to the company's purpose, its values, but the most important ones, the actions companies are doing that should be in alignment with their commitments. And there, HR and recruiters should not underestimate the importance of the company's ESG strategy in the War of Talents.
2: Yeah, if, I, if you don't mind me jumping in, uh, I fully agree, Aurora. And additionally, the S in ESG, it's all about stakeholder manage, management, and employees are a company's most valuable asset. Investing in a sustainable workforce can therefore also be a big part of your ESG strategy and definitely give you an advantage in the War for Talents.
0: Okay, I understand. So if I understand it well, companies should be very careful in terms of their employee value proposition and more specifically about the ESG aspect. That's what I I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And and linking to that, uh, thinking out loud, I think we have a recent study from PwC globally uh, called the Hopes and Fears Study. And I think there also we had some nice conclusion regarding uh, this
2: Indeed, so um, the hopes and fears survey. They polled views of more than fifty thousand employees across forty-four territories, and over more than a thousand workers uh, in Belgium. So the goal of the survey was to learn from their experience regarding their current job, but uh, their current employer, and if and why they should consider a potential career change. Um, The survey showed that employees have a particular interest in their employer's impact on the economy but also climate and society as a whole. Employees want their employer to take a stand on these issues and more in particular they want transparency about their employer's health and safety policies, the economic impact of the company, their diversity and inclusion performance and environmental and climate impact. So involvement in ESG issues is not only important towards investors, as are already indicated, but also towards the company's biggest stakeholders,
0: their employees. Oh, I like to hear that. You know that. So Mm -hmm. um, if it can increase the engagement and the retention of employees, of course, uh, it's my cup of tea. (laughs) And uh, happy people make happy customers. So yeah, I I can only uh, subscribe to this statement. Um, So I'm glad to hear that ESG goes hand-in-hand with the company's people engagement and retention strategy. So uh, what I want to know is, tell me a bit more about the HR aspects and more specifically the reward aspects. What role does ESG, ESG play here?
1: Well, reward is impacted, but it will differ from one company to another depending on their reality and depending on their priorities. For instance, the net zero transition ambitions, they have a significant impact on the mobility solutions proposed to employees. There we observed different actions taken by companies, for instance, the greening of the care fleets, the use of the mobility budget, but also proposing other alternatives uh, to their employees. And we expect that this transition will be accelerated by the energy crisis. Another import, important impact ESG on reward is the trend to link executive pay with ESG performance indicators. And some companies even broaden it to the entire workforce.
0: Okay, so if I understand it well, um, ESG items are being integrated in different reward items or in different benefits, but also on different levels. Um, that's very interesting to, to hear. Um, you mentioned that the impact vari- varies from a company to another But uh, how concretely do you tie bonus plans to ESG KPIs then? Well, it all starts with the overall strategy of the company.
1: Pay follows strategy, not the other way around. And of course, not all topics are of equal importance or relevance for every organization, socially or financially. At the end, it is up to boards to define what is important and find the best way to balance the interest of its stakeholders and communicate clearly on their intent. Here, HR and company-based specialists need to understand the business goals of the company and the ESG strategy and objectives, so to align the rework policies, processes and practices to deliver on these goals. So HR and rework functions, they have a key role to play in succeeding and complying with the company's ESG strategy and objectives.
0: Okay, so uh, it's not one-fits-all approach. Definitely
1: not. No, so uh, (laughs) it's
0: very specific. That's what I understand. Um, But the way you explain it to me, it's like it's a piece of cake. Um, Is it a piece of cake?
1: I would like to say yes, of course. But no, the reality is different. That's not that easy. There is a consensus uh, among stakeholders and senior leadership on the need to link ESG with executive compensation. But there have some disagreements on ESG priorities, and this confirms that linking executive compensation with ESG, that remains a challenge.
0: Okay, thank you, Oroch. Super interesting and, and enriching. Um, now to you, so Jessica. I know that uh, yeah, social pillar is your cup of tea in mm-hmm. ESG. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what does it mean for you, and how do you incorporate this uh, social element in your practice?
2: Yes, so... Um, We actually identified six pillars regarding the S in ESG, as we call it. Um, First of all, you have employability and the composition of your workforce. You have diversity and inclusion. You have flexibility, and then I'm talking about flexibility in the broad sense. Flexibility in terms of where you work, but also working time, uh, but also in the work that you actually do. So really, flexibility in the very broadest sense. Social justice, Um, then we are thinking of respect of minimal labor laws, human rights, uh, slavery. Uh, These are the topics that fall under that pillar. And then of course, well-being and safety. We we notice that this is a really high priority for a lot of boards. And last but not least, of course, fair and ethical pay. So depending on the needs of the client, we help them with one or all of these pillars. And we do that in three different kinds of ways. So first of all, we can help employers understand what is coming their way in terms of new ESG regulations and reporting obligations. We often see that um, there's so much communication, but they don't really grasp what is it exactly that that is expected from me. So by helping them understand what their obligations are, clear KPIs can be defined and a control framework can be set up allowing them to make sure that the right persons within the company are taking the necessary actions in this respect. Other employers, they are more interested in executing on their ESG strategy or they want to invest in a sustainable workforce. So this can mean that they might want to invest in fair or equal reward practices, but it might also imply that they want to invest in new ways of working to increase the well-being of their employees or setting up a whistleblowing framework to create a culture of transparency, just to name a few examples. Um, we also have a lot of experience um, in ESG due diligence in our M&A practice, especially in human capital sensitive industries or B2C target companies. The request for more in-depth due diligence on the S in ESG, those requests have really risen um, and the results are increasingly taken into consideration by investors to make investment decisions. Lastly, but definitely not less importantly, we also insist in making sure your supply chain is compliant in terms of human rights and minimal labor conditions.
0: So speaking about uh, minimal labor conditions, um, yeah, what is the impact uh, of, for example, unfair pay practice? We do not hope that it exists, but what is the impact of that in the value chain?
2: Yeah. We also we always think that in Europe we're not confronted with this, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately, I think a lot of uh, recent uh, examples have shown that uh, this is the case uh, that we do have to pay attention uh, that there are fair pay practices and there is respect for uh, minimal labor rights also within a European context. Um, you can't forget that. People are central to the success of an organization, but also to the success of their value chain and society as a whole. So the way companies treat their people across the value chain is coming under increased scrutiny. So it only takes one badly treated employee, supplier or customer to create a movement against the company with potentially serious consequences on reputation, but also financial losses.
0: Okay, so the losses and the risks are very big and on different levels. Yes, definitely. So, um, if I look at this podcast, if I can sum it up, um, yeah, ESG is really everywhere. um, And it cannot be ignored by reward practices or HR people. I think that is one of the main things I learned today. Um, And on the contrary, because um, thanks to them, they have a key role to play in in this discussion. And thanks to Mm -hmm. them, um, they can make, of course, the success of ESG in the implementation in the ESG strategy of the company uh, through the alignment of the reward strategy and objectives, um, deploying the right benefits, like uh, Aurore mentioned, um, choosing appropriate KPIs, performance management, and, and so on, and ensuring, of course, what you said, uh, Jessica, the, that fair pay practices are applied within the organization, but also towards third parties, so we have different stakeholders on different yes. levels. Yes. So thank you very much, uh, you both, for uh, this podcast, Jessica, Oror, Um And thanks for sharing your expertise and your insights. It was a great, great to have you here today. And I'm really looking forward with you uh, to more sessions on ESG. Thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you.